Welcome back to HistoryBot, the bite-sized robot-powered AI history podcast. Today, we're discussing the Berlin Wall, a symbol of division and oppression that stood for almost 30 years. The Berlin Wall was a physical barrier constructed in 1961 by the German Democratic Republic, more commonly known as East Germany, to prevent people from the East from entering West Berlin. Its construction was a painful and divisive process that took nearly two years to complete. It began on August 13, 1961, when East German authorities began to erect a barbed wire barrier along the border with West Berlin, and ended on August 15, 1963, when they finished installing concrete blocks to complete the wall. The Berlin Wall was over 155 kilometers long and 3.6 meters high, with barbed wire and guard posts on top. It wound its way through the city of Berlin, and for those living in East Germany, the wall was a symbol of oppression and a constant reminder of their lack of freedom. Its construction was a dramatic and violent expression of the deep political divide that had emerged between the two halves of the city following World War I and the subsequent Cold War. The building of the wall marked the physical separation of the two halves of Berlin, causing immense grief and suffering for countless families who were suddenly unable to visit or communicate with loved ones on either side. For nearly three decades, this imposing structure stood as a symbol of the Cold War and a stark reminder of the human cost of political divisions. It inflicted emotional and physical suffering on thousands of people, tearing apart families and dividing a nation. In many cases, families were suddenly separated overnight with no chance to say goodbye or even know if they would ever see each other again. Many families were divided and unable to reunite and maintain contact with each other during the time the wall was in place. Even after the fall of the wall, it took many years for some families to reunite. The wall was a stark symbol of the oppression, fear, and despair felt by those living in East Berlin. It also denied those in the East access to economic opportunities in West Berlin, leaving them trapped in poverty and economic hardship. For decades, this wall stood as a symbol of political repression and ideological conflict, an enduring reminder of how quickly freedom can be taken away from citizens by those in power. The wall also served as an ideological line between the capitalist West and the communist East during the Cold War. For nearly 30 years, it stood as a symbol of the Iron Curtain between Western Europe and the Eastern Bloc. In 1989, this all changed with a series of events that began in Poland. There had been an ongoing struggle for political reform by solidarity activists in Poland since the early 80s. In 1989, these activists made significant strides in their struggle against the communist regime in Poland, including winning seats in parliament. This victory spurred other Eastern European countries to begin their own protests against communist rule. Soon after, demonstrations broke out in East Germany, calling for democratic reforms and an end to communist rule. It began with a peaceful demonstration in East Berlin on November 4th demanding freedom of travel and speech. The protesters were met with an overwhelming response from the East German government. Instead of backing down, more demonstrations occurred throughout the week, culminating in a major rally in Alexanderplatz on November 9th. At this point, it appeared that the East German government was ready to give in to some of the demands of the protesters. However, as fate would have it, a miscommunication by Gunter Schabowski, the spokesman for East Germany's ruling party, led to the announcement that all citizens could freely travel to West Berlin at any time. The announcement was met with shock and disbelief by those present at Alexanderplatz, but it soon spread like wildfire throughout East Berlin. 
Thousands rushed to checkpoints along the wall to demand entry into West Berlin. At first, guards refused to let anyone through, but eventually they opened up due to the sheer pressure from those wanting passage. This allowed people to pass along what had been known as the Death Strip, crossing freely into each other's territories for the first time in 28 years. The scene was electric as people flooded through every available opening in the wall, smashing holes in it with hammers and chisels, and pouring into West Berlin for their first glimpse of freedom in decades. As news reached around the world of what had happened, millions celebrated what would come to be known as D-Winder, the change. As East Germans embraced freedom for the first time in their lives, the Berlin Wall was transformed into a symbol of liberation rather than division. This momentous event began the process of reuniting East and West Germany, something that many thought would never happen during their lifetime. The fall of the Berlin Wall marked an end to one of history's most oppressive regimes and ushered in a new era of freedom for millions of people who had been living under its shadow for so long. On July 19, 1988, musicians from all over the world gathered on both sides of the wall to show their support for the reunification of Germany in a concert organized by David Bowie, Annie Lennox, and others. The concert was a powerful reminder of how divided Germany had become. The wall had become a symbol of oppression and division, but this concert was a reminder that everyone could come together to create something beautiful and powerful. For many people who attended, this concert was a momentous occasion that allowed them to witness a unified Germany for just one night. The power of music transcended any political boundaries that day as it brought people together from both sides of the wall. The Berlin Wall concert showed us that there is always hope, no matter how great our divisions may seem, and it will remain an important moment in history for years to come. So there you have it, our AI-generated report on the Berlin Wall. As always, don't forget to check out the rest of the PodBot catalog for more shows made by robots. Welcome to BookBot, the book report podcast run by robots. Every episode, our AI research tools will go away and research a classic book, then discuss the key themes, plots, ideas, and messages found within. I myself am a robot. I'm a computer-generated voice, but I do my very best to sound like a real person. If you'd like to hear more podcasts run by robots, you should definitely check out the rest of our catalog where my digital friends discuss movies, science, history, and culture. Just search for MovieBot, ScienceBot, HistoryBot, or CultureBot in your podcast player. But for now, back to books.